Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. Okay, so let's just get honest here. If God were to say something and then the next day it happened, we would have no problem waiting for God to come through in our life. But if we'll just be real, Jesus said that he's coming quickly. And 2,000 years later, we're still waiting for him. And I think the hardest part of being Christians, being believers, is not receiving a promise from God, but waiting to live out the promise from God. So we'll be in a service or we'll have a time of prayer or hear a word. And all of a sudden, God will strike our heart with something and we'll think, yes, like that's what I want God to do in my life. And then it seems like there's a long time between when God speaks it and when it actually is fulfilled in our life. And if you find yourself in that situation, I'll just tell you that you're not alone. Um, Paul was converted um, to Christianity and then he waited three years before beginning his ministry. Three years. He had this radical encounter with God, this amazing conversion to Christ and waited three years until he did anything with it. How about Jesus? He's the son of God and he waited 30 years before beginning his ministry. 30 years is a really long time to wait to begin your ministry when you're the son of God, right? And then uh, Joseph, he had a dream that he was going to be second in command over all the country, right? He had this amazing God dream and then it took him 13 years before he saw it fulfilled. And the sad part is in that 13 years, his brother sold him into slavery. He was wrongly accused of uh, committing a crime. He spent time in prison. All these things happened in his life and yet he still just kept believing that what God showed him at a young age was going to be fulfilled. And 13 years after he had that first God dream, he finally began to walk it out. How about Moses? Moses spent 40 years in the backside of a desert serving his father-in-law um, before he had God show up to him in a burning bush. See, we all see the amazing things that those people did for God, but we forget about the long process that they spent waiting. I love what uh, Joyce Meyer says. She says, there's no drive through breakthroughs. There's just anointed go-throughs. And if you want to get to where God wants you to be, you have to be willing to go through and not just drive through. Because if we'll be real, if God's promises came in a drive-thru, I think all of us would be living to our full potential. But unfortunately, we have to have the anointed go-through most of the time, right? I know it's been that way in my own life. So what do we do when we're waiting? I'm going to give you three practical things. And I believe that these three things, if if we begin to do them, we're going to see God do it. Now, it might not happen in our time frame, but it will happen at just the right time. The first thing is be faithful to the last thing that God told you to do. Be faithful to the last thing that God told you to do. I have so many people all the time that will tell me that they got a crazy God word and that God spoke something big to their heart and they say, Crystal, I just don't know what to do next. Or they'll have God give them a big plan, a big vision, and it seems like it's been a long time and they've been waiting and they'll say, I don't know what to do next. I'll just tell you this, that if you want to know what God wants you to do today, just listen to the last thing he told you to do. So maybe the last thing he told you to do was to begin to work out. Maybe the last thing he told you to do is to start serving in your church. Maybe the last thing he told you to do was to start the business. I just keep being faithful to the last thing that God told me to do when I'm in that season of waiting. If you think about it, every person in the Bible 
who God promoted was found being faithful in the last thing that God told him to do. First Kings eleven thirty eight. it says, And if you will hearken to all I command you and will walk in my ways and do right in my sight, keeping my statutes and my commands as David my servant did, then I will be with you and build you a sure house as I built for David and I will give Israel to you. So in other words, God says this, that if we'll just be faithful to whatever he tells us to do, if we'll listen to his commands and walk in what he tells us to do, then there's nothing that he'll withhold from us, that he'll give us influence, that he'll build our house, that he'll take care of everything. Now I want you to think about this, that every person that God promoted, they were found first faithful in the place that God had told him to be. So Elisha was found behind the plows of his family's oxen. And when you think about Peter and Andrew, Jesus found them fishing on a boat. They were just being faithful in the last place that they knew that they were supposed to be. And here's the thing is that they were, uh, Peter and Andrew, were faithful in a place where there was seemingly no fruit. It says that they had toiled all night and caught nothing. So in other words, sometimes when you're being faithful in the last thing that God's told you to do, it's not going to seem like there's a lot of fruit. It's not going to seem like there's a lot of reward. But here's the thing. Is God still called us to be faithful even when there's not fruit? Think about Nehemiah. He was a cupbearer to the king when God gave him a vision to begin to rebuild the walls. And think about Gideon. He was threshing wheat in a wine press. Here he was just being faithful to the small thing and then God called him to be commander over an army. If you want God to promote you. You just have to be faithful to the last thing that he told you to do. I think so many times we forfeit our next thing that God has because we're not willing to do the now thing that he has us in. The second thing I want you to get is to remember what God said. Remember what God said. When you find yourself in a waiting season, it's so important to remember what God said. I love this scripture in Isaiah 49 15. Are you ready? It says, And the Lord answered, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yes, they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have inevitably imprinted and tattooed a picture Side note, Jesus has tattoo of you, right? On the palm of each of my hands, O Zion, your walls are continually before me. See, I love this so much because they had just gone through a really long season of waiting. And God's wanting them to know two things. Number one, that he has not forgotten them. He's wanting to let them know that even though it's been a long time for them to wait for the promise... He hasn't forgotten him for a single moment. I think whenever we're in that season of waiting, the first thing that we begin to think is, God, have you forgotten me? I don't know how many times I've thought that myself. I watch everybody else getting blessed. I watch everybody else get promoted. I'm watching everybody else get what I've been praying for. And I start to feel like, God, have you forgotten about me? You're doing it for everybody else, but you're not doing it for me. And if you find yourself thinking that, you can go back to the scripture here in Isaiah 49, 15 and 16 and remind yourself that number one, that God hasn't forgotten me, but number two, that I cannot forget what God said. I cannot forget what God said. I need to remind God. I need to tell him back what he has promised me. So for me, so many times when we've been walking through this season of waiting for our building for our church, I kept reminding God, God, you said that you would build our house. God, you said that you would provide a way. God, you said, and I remind him back the things that he had told me, the prophetic words that were spoken over us, the things that he had whispered to my heart. 
And when I remind myself that God hasn't forgotten me, and number two, that I I won't forget what he said, then it helps me in the process of waiting. And the third thing, I think you'll get something out of this, is don't define what God will do next by what's happening now. Don't define what God's going to do next by what's happening right now. I love this scripture in Isaiah 43, verse 19. It says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Uh, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. See, I love this because God's saying, I'm about to do a new thing. Now it's going to spring forth. Do you not see it? And can you not perceive it? So often, I think that God is doing a new thing in our life. That our waiting season is coming to an end, but we don't see it because it doesn't look like what we thought it would look like. We painted out exactly how it was going to be. You know, I remember back to us praying for a building for our church. We had so many prophetic words that it was going to happen, but it wasn't going to look the way that we thought it was going to look. And it wasn't going to happen the way we thought it was going to happen. And I got that word so many times that I was so frustrated that I was like, Lord, whatever it is, I'm just ready for it. And you know what? When God got ready to do it, every door began began to open. And God was right. It didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. It wasn't even on the land I thought it was going to be on. But nonetheless, it was exactly what God had for our church. And I'll tell you the same is true in your own life. That sometimes it's not going to happen the way you thought. Joseph didn't think that he would be wrongly accused, sold into slavery, and spend time in prison. Moses didn't think that he'd spend 40 years on the backside of a wilderness. Elijah didn't think that he was going to be found plowing behind some oxen. And Peter and Andrew didn't think that being faithful and the waiting meant that they might not catch any fish for a while, but they would be exactly where God's called them to be. See, I want to tell you, don't define what God's about to do next by what's happening now. One moment from God could change everything. One phone call could catapult you to the next level. One financial blessing could set you up for the rest of your life. Just one moment can begin to change everything forever. So do not define what God's going to do next by what's happening right now. Thank you so much for listening to today's content. If you would like to further connect with Crystal, text the keyword CRYSTAL to 33733 and follow the prompts. We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.